lover's blues sometimes, maybe. But suddenly get child. Disgusting. Lovers say the truth. You are now Lovers walk along every night. Peace and blessings, good people. We have another show ready for you. Sit back, relax, and listen up. Turn that off. Turn this down. All right. So today, once again, we're going to talk about... Everything that's going on, you know, how service providers are being impacted. Uh, so I'm going to have my man Daniel come on and talk. He's a teacher, but he'll be able to explain all of what he does and how, you know, stuff is impacting his service delivery. Let me go ahead and add him. Can get to it. What's going on? What's going on, Wade? Not much, man. How's everything with you? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Okay, okay. Yeah. Stay inside, you know. Ha! Yeah, stay safe. Stay safe. I hope that's what you're doing, man. In all seriousness, um, you know, people are trying to be outside right now, but it's good to just be safe, be quarantined, and figure out what's next. So that's kind of like what I want to talk to you about, man. Like, um, talk about your transition, your service delivery, how you. Uh, as a teacher, are doing everything. But before we get into that, just introduce yourself. Tell them what you do. Not necessarily where you work, but what you do for a living. Yeah, man. I'm an educator, man. Um, this, I actually just transitioned into this field of work, man. It's, it's been an exciting year, I can say, man, for sure. With this, this happening all of a sudden, it's just like a shock to most of us. So we all are trying to balance it out and embrace it. So, man, when this stuff started to appear, like, I just wanted to come home, be around family like most people. And uh, with my dad being an educator as well, we both clicking heads together, figuring out situations wow. where we can reach out to our students. You okay. know what I mean? And be helpful to our students from a home basis because uh, the parents are now understanding what we go through on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's been very helpful being home with my father, being able to bounce ideas off on how I can relate my lesson from being just at home. Whether providing workouts, providing ideas to what kids should eat, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, gotcha. Things they should stay away from and being away from their peers at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, most definitely, man, most definitely. And I think uh, you you brought up an, a great question too. I mean, a great topic. You know, your father's an educator. So, can you right, speak right. to kind of how like your father may be giving you tips? He may be giving you you know some strategies to implement within your own practice. Because I know he was an educator possibly in a different time. You know, yeah, we, so, we, we live in a social media area. Exactly. So uh, me and Aaron. him, like I said, we're being bounce ideas with me being more tech savvy than he is. We have right. things with my school system where we can virtually reach over to our kids, do videos explaining the lesson, along with things being such a FaceTime and live feeds like me and you doing. I can right. easily send an email off to a parent. Same way with him, and he can virtually get on his to his laptop and explain less to a kid that's having 
some issues trying to understand different things that's going on with what we're dealing with today or whatever the lesson we're or topic we're dealing with. Right, right, right. So what subject do you teach? I'm in physical education, so okay. me, per se, I'm selling I'm sending tips on work working out benefit wise what can you do with your parents? Right. You know what I mean? How can you be helpful in what eating habits you should have, what you should be eating right now, what you should be and putting into your body, you know what I mean? Don't right. get used to sitting down in front of the TV, sitting on your phone, getting active, you know, right. uh, with my interest in business, law and things of that nature. My dad teaches business. I'm helping him out and giving him ideas and different lessons we can throw at his kids. Okay. That's a that's an interesting perspective. It's a good mix because a lot of times we don't think uh, that it's important for kids to understand nutrition, what they're putting into exactly. their bodies, how it impacts exactly. them on a day-to-day basis. I have a lot of students that I work with who are coded with OHI, other health impairment, due to some um, ADHD. Um, so they don't understand. Sometimes you give a kid candy as a reward, it impacts yeah, yeah. them in the classroom. They may be a little bit more active, uh, energetic, just bouncing around due to a high sugar intake. Exactly. With the high sugar intake, they taking that stuff midday, and they not having PE until like later on in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. they taking that all of that energy is. It's interfering with your lesson because that student is going to stay active, is going to stay going throughout the whole day and disrupting your class. So when they come to me, they're able to release all their energy with the exercise routine that I'm daily instructing them to do, you know. But um, and my, my position is going to grow drastically though in the next year. So I'll be pretty much out of the classroom right. uh, working towards the athletic director role where I'll be more so maintaining like my staff and coaches and things of that nature. Well, I don't want to deal with what a lot of these students and teachers are dealing with now. So okay. I have to deal more so on the events and the sporting work, work scale, you know, right. making sure our coaches is keeping our athletes up to date on things that's going on with the season. Anyway, as you know, most of the seasons right. are over with now. So. Yeah, yeah. And the canceling things, uh, you know, how do you feel like that's impacting your students as a whole with, you know, them canceling practice, games, just the overall structure or that, that experience that you have with sports. Speak, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, man. So, like, with uh, sports is looked at as just most students I know who is at that balance. Like, mm-hmm. their schoolwork isn't up to par. They feel as though they want their lead to sports to get away from that stress. Like, right. whatever's going on, on at home or things is not – going right in the classroom, they're ready to get to practice or ready to get to a game so they can release all that steam. And then right. with a victory or so, any type of competition, they feel like they're winning or something, they can lead that and take that attitude back towards their classroom. Right. And so not having these type of activities going on, it's, it's hurting all of us. They, we all see how much of impact sports plays on our day-to-day lives. You know, um, So with these student-athletes, they're realizing – the importance of like of getting education. Hopefully, they're taking the time to read more while they're at home, right. looking at different ideas, taking the time to oh, really try to broaden your horizon on where you want to see your future go from here. You know, no, that's that's definitely a hope, and that's important. I think a lot of times people don't. We place a lot of value in sports. We place a lot of value in students being physical and active, but not a lot in academics. But not to shy away from the importance of academics, not I mean athletics, people don't understand that a lot of times that's all a student may have. You know, a student may be naturally or physically gifted and that's all they are good at. So they pour a lot of attention into that. So when you remove that, you know, I heard I see a lot of backlash online about, you know, we didn't take the coronavirus series until they canceled the NBA. 
or cancel sport like events, concerts, boxing yeah. events. And it's like people don't understand uh, these activities, these sports, they're so ingrained in our culture and our DNA Definitely. that a lot of times it's therapeutic for people. So when you Absolutely. see a kid go to school and they have gym or recess, it's like they look forward to that time to kind of decompress and exactly. unwind, you know? Exactly. And so they they dealing with just waking up, getting to a routine that their parents might not have structure for them and giving right. them all of this free time mm-hmm. to equip. So either, either they're taking advantage of it and hopefully parents have a certain routine. I know we're getting emails daily from parents right. talking about the different packets we done gave kids, right. how they wasn't expecting the students to have this work. So I can mm-hmm. say the county That's that good. I work for is was somewhat very prepared for this type of situation. Right. You know, with being on being that we're much of a technology oriented school right. system these days where you can easily send lessons through email. Most students all the way down to first, second grade have an email. Oh really? So, okay, y'all start yeah, that so early? Yeah, very early. Wow. Man. So, and the parents, most of the parents that have control of it, with the fact that it should be the lack of excuses that you have in recent years, you won't have that right. because it, it's, you have more access to your teachers. And like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, with the capabilities of have us being able to virtually give a lesson mm-hmm. through CAM, um, students can log on anytime mm-hmm. and catch up to date and be up to date of what's going on. Um, if they have any questions with any of the, the packets that they're giving to the, to the teachers. We're just one call away because, like, right. we, we have as much free time as they do at this time, pretty much. Yeah. Although yeah. we're working, we have as much time as the students have. So it's mm. the best that the parents work with us. And the respect father is going to grow tremendously between the parents and teachers. As you like, as I mentioned earlier, yeah, parents having to, to adapt to the fact of having their kids all day alone with reaching back into their, their mind and oh, yeah. figuring out how to do, do some of these math problems and different that <laughs> yeah because so. yeah, math is different math is different exactly. it is way exactly. different man and exactly. i think you what you kind of said really just spoke to my next question about you know as a result of everything that's happening right now where do you see the right. field of education growing or growing to like what is the future oh, of that oh education is soon to be very complete tech like mm-hmm. all the way to everything is most likely how we experienced in college where oh the lesson is canceled mm-hmm. and you, you go to your email, blackboard, whatever. Everything is pretty much going to be like, oh, you get your lesson plan at the beginning of the year, start from probably the ages of fifth grade and up. You're definitely mm-hmm. going to get like that I lesson plan. That. Most things just going to be straight internet. I walk through a lot of the, walk through the hallways and see most of our kids spend a lot of time. They have their own laptops at school. Right. Chromebooks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We was in school. It wasn't no text going around. Kids constantly on their phones. (laughs) Right. So it's a totally different um, atmosphere out there these days. Totally different generation. Right. Most of these students are digital based. Exactly. Now everything's digital to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Most of them won't even know the difference between a digital clock and an analog clock. So those are the situations we're dealing with with these students. So Mm -hmm. I see nothing but the future being strictly. Tech base, tech base. Right. Everything will be given to you online, virtually. Any questions? Most classroom right. might become tech base. If a student, if a teacher gets sick, she can log on and virtually reach to her students through the classroom right. and get a lesson that way. You know. And I kind of see nice. that if you look at like kids now who like babies. Like I have a, I have a niece. So I'm pretty sure if you put a laptop in front of her, oh not not a laptop, but an iPad or a tablet, she's able to navigate that tablet. 
You know, Absolutely. like I see babies like with phones just here. Like you don't even have to tell them how to work it. It's almost as if it's already programmed in them to know oh, tap this, tap that. So think about, and this is this is the next the follow up question I have for that. If you All look right. at the advancements that you see and where things are going, how do you see current educators being prepared to do that? Because because the reason why I ask that question is because I see a lot of my seasoned teachers are kind of lost right now and right. providing those resources for them. It's like, it's almost as if you have to, they have to take a course on technology enrichment education or in top technology enriched classroom. It's, yeah, it's, it's um, different. Definitely. definitely. A, lot, a lot of school systems um, are giving those resources to teachers that are in a different climate that we're, they're not aware of. Other times, and not right. being able to use the technology as the students may have, or current teachers, as new teachers coming in, like myself. So, um, with that, man, um, they have they are providing no different uh, training sessions after school, after school hours, uh, during the summer times, right? And then right when school is about to kick off, you know, that August time when things are getting um, prepared and ready to go back to school, they can we have to find those resources for right. those. Those experienced teachers, seasoned teachers who've been in the game a while. So, um, with this going forward, um, like most teachers, you learn it from this. So, yeah. next time this is happening, you you'll know how to hit the ground running from a jump. You know, mm -hmm. how often do we see outbreaks like this that can really um, right as it's doing That's mm -hmm. on a continued basis? So, if those people continue to stay in the profession, they understand how to attack something head on right. before it happens. You know what I mean? And staying alert to the news, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, not waiting on the school system to drop a dime. Just being alert as yourself to your uh, current events that's going on, man. Right. That's, and, I, and I see that. And I definitely want it to progress to that level. And for me, you, you know, I look at it like I, I want to be able to get a chance to talk to two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? You being a new teacher and your whole perception of how things should be right now, how you're your service delivery has changed. And, and, and I don't want to assume, I'll ask you, but for me, I would assume that, you know, teachers who are just now getting into the profession, it's an easier transition for them when it comes to using technology right. as opposed to right. a teacher who's been there for 20, 30 years, stuff, the whole world has changed. So yes, I, I definitely wanted to talk to you. I know uh, I have a couple other teachers I'm going to speak to this week, some who have been teaching for five years, 10 years. And I think, even over a five-year span, things are a little bit different. So I want to talk to just different people about how they're kind of adapting, providing resources, communicating with parents. Um, I love the technology enrichment that's going on right now. Like, I love it. Nah, I do. Everything's heading to take place. Everything's oh, yeah. And what I always try to tell people, oh, yeah, as long as you're learning, what I try to tell people is that, you know, for the folks who are against using technology, uh, I'm, I'm even big on using social media. You know, I'm, using, I'm definitely huge on using social media um, as a form to connect. Because when you have stuff like Blackboard, uh, Canvas, like PowerSchool, those things are great educational-based technology. But if you look at it, students who may have a distaste for school or education, they see right. those things as school stuff. Right. If I don't have a good relationship or connection with school, I don't want to do anything on school. So if you, if my teacher has an Instagram account where I'm 
where the teacher is actually giving a lesson on like social studies, reading, or even math. It's like, oh, I don't have to break my day-to-day routine. I can see you on IG Live doing a lesson. So it's like, I can see you, I can check shade room, I can come back, (laughs) I can do all these things at one time, and it doesn't interrupt the flow of life. No, definitely, man. Um, Students want to be able to have teachers and educators that they can relate to, man. So, um, as you said, with those teachers that's been in the game 20, 30 years, you have these new generation of students coming in. They're uh, raised very different than how to raise the structure and the discipline is just totally um, totally oh, yeah. opposite. So when you have having these uh, newer generation like us coming in as educators, we can relate to the kids, not only balance uh, what the older generation teachers have um, taught their lessons in the past, but how we can come in and kind of correlate and collab and right. interact with students. Because I know when I was in school, I wanted to, we all went to that teacher that related to us and understood. Right. You know? and, so, yeah. and that's the role that I'm taking now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not only the disciplinarian, but I'm taking that role over with the cool teacher, the teacher that uh, can be talked to about outside things. Right, you know right. I mean? not, not only what's going on in school, so the fact that some of my students, or my basketball players, they can reach out to me via social media, all right. of this stuff. So Okay. I, mean, I think it's very cool, you know what I mean? It shows that I still got my flavor. You know? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You still got it. And that's another, like, that leads into my next question about, you know, you being a black male educator. How do you feel like that's... Uh, impacting the students that you serve? Yeah, man. So that's a great question. Um, I uh, kind of shied away from going into education for so long, man, because there's pros and cons with being that black educator. You know, uh, First, you always want to be protective of yourself when you're dealing with the age right. barriers of students, being mm-hmm. a black role model and stuff like that. Um, some, some students can't receive your teaching ability or your aggression, your, um, right. your strength restrictions you might have based on how you was taught, you know, and the young ladies that you have in the classroom and stuff like that, you have to be, I was always very mindful of those different interactions you have with those kids. And with me, man, I, I love coming in and putting those smiles on those little kids' faces. Right. I, I truly enjoy the impact that I have with the youth, um, giving them ideas of how they should take their future left or right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are you going to follow the crowd or are you going to lead your own route? So, um, yeah. My goal, my goal is to always be very impactful. And definitely to my athletes, man. Um, when I'm coaching every day, I'm not only coaching to win the next game. I'm coaching to, to win the next step in life, you know. So okay. I make sure these kids know how to balance on the court and off the court, you know. So, right, so that's, right. how I apply my, that's how I apply my teaching abilities when I come to the classroom. How are you going to balance in the classroom, outside the classroom? Because this is your job, you know. Right. Coming to work every day is your job until you go out here into the real world, you know. So. No, nah, and that's important because I I know for me like when we talk about black male educators, I can only count two, and in most cases that is a physical education teacher. That is a well, even even if you look at administration, you have a a disciplinarian like a, like a I, I we used to call it ISS coordinator. Like we we had those type of figures. Like you only saw the black men when you got in trouble. Exactly. You know, so I think this is a new wave of, of, of black male educators where you can go in and regardless of the position that you hold in the school system, you can make a positive impact because we need to see more black males doing positive things. Absolutely. And I like what you're doing. Like, I follow you on social media. I see how you campaign, you raise money for your players. 
And like, you're very active and adamant about that. And I think that we need to be able to display that across the board because you don't see it. No, definitely, man. Definitely. It's, um, it's great seeing more uh, African-American males coming into the education field. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, we, we have our struggles. We have our ups and downs with the, with the um, profession. However, we have our resources. We have the support systems that we need to continue to move this thing forward, man, and progress as young professions. Uh, man, like I said, this this is a, a tough thing for all of us right now, man. Right. So we are going to continue to fight and try to stay healthy and get through this, man. Like, if we come together as people, oh, come yeah. together as a family. Yeah, we're gonna get through this thing, bro. So. Yeah, we're gonna get through it, man. This is uh this is a big teaching moment for us. I feel like Absolutely, after bro. this is over in the next two months, because because honestly, I don't think it's going nowhere right now. I think we about to lockdown about to be extended, so we might as well yeah. make use of our time. If you a writer, man, write. You create or create. It definitely, brother, man. Come out of this thing full force, man. With yeah. more ideas ready to hit the table. To take off, man. You, um, your life is so short, as you can see. Yeah. We all got to come out of this situation full head of steam, man. Mm-hmm. We're going to take life on from here. True, true, true. And I, and I 100% agree. Uh, lastly, before I let you go, I know we talked sure. about innovation. We talked about, you know, the future of the field. Well, what is one thing that you want to see change in the field of education as a whole? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> That close-knit relationship with parenting, uh, so parents can really understand um, how their disciplinary, how they're disciplinary their disciplinary their kids at school, I mean, at home, should come into play when they get to school, man. Um, mm. Nowadays, okay. these kids are, aren't, the respect factors, the respect level isn't as high as it was that we were when we was in school. Right. Uh, we wasn't going to school very uh, disrespectful to teachers. Our parents really didn't raise us on that thing. So mm-hmm. my thing is uh, continue to strengthen relationship with the parenting. The mm-hmm. parents um, also providing those resources. Schools should provide those resources to parents who aren't in their kids' lives as frequently as they should. Right. Those different type of parenting skills after school hours, you know what I mean, where parents and kids can come together and get into interactive uh, things together just to try to balance that um, that relationship between schools and and parents, man, because I, as I said, being a new teacher, uh, I've been very distraught by some of the things I've seen right. with the new parenting ages and how students act these days and their respect for most of us educators. Okay, and like I said earlier, man, these parents are really realizing how hard it is to be teachers these days and things we have to handle and situations we'll have to embrace, right. And different situations in the county during the day. So right, and you just you just I, you just gave me a, another question. I was done, but yeah, I do want to know how close how close are you uh, with the school psychologists at your site? So um, as you know, we do we have like two three counselors with my school mm-hmm. and the K through eight school. We have yeah. a counselor for um, of course elementary and two middle school right. um, counselors, man. So. Um, I, my relationship is very, very important because, of course, you know, we deal with the IEPs and stuff like that. So we're meeting with them once a month, right. and giving updates on any students, seeing how the progression has occurred uh, since yeah. the beginning of the school year until now. You know, and this is all my uh, first time really dealing with all of that. So No, no, no. You know, I definitely understand that. Situations, man, and understanding, like, oh, what can really raise a student um, blood pressure, get them ticked off and whatnot, right. what are their glitches you know um how can we keep them uh engaged throughout the day you know so right. um, 
making these uh, kids be somewhat of like the, the student leader of the day, giving them yeah. those assignment roles. You know what I mean? To well, mm-hmm. okay, they won't if they're not doing anything. The tension is on them, right. so they won't get um, basically detached from going on with the lesson. You know what I mean? Because that one student, as you know, we all dealt with that one student in school that yeah. would disrupt the lesson and ruin the whole class. Yeah, so said it all. Getting along with those counselors, they're teaching you ways of how can we get that student to be more engaged and right. being a positive figure instead of the negative figure. Right, right. And and the reason why I ask you that because a lot of times people get counselor and psychologists confused. Uh, the distinction right. between the two, you may have a school counselor that has you know more of a, a caseload of students that they come and they provide therapeutic services to. So a school psychologist also will do that, but. The scope of our practice is a little bit different. We're able to actually right. do some of those parent coaching tips, uh, be able to provide some of those PDs on how to effectively communicate with students who have IEPs or who have certain diagnoses. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I would I would implore you to you know connect with your school psychologist because some of those tips that you're talking about with you know discipline or just structure in nature, having a structure at home that translates into the school. Those are some of the things that a school psychologist can help you develop and articulate them to parents. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, man, I, I thank you. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Those who tuned in, I hope y'all was able to pick up some. I hope y'all was able to learn. I think that we're trying to figure out how we can give to our communities. A lot of people can't pick up and give uh, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, or even send out resources. So, we give our time. We give our knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm learning that money is not the answer because, you know, I work at, you know, now I work at a very affluent school to where right. these students, they still have some of the same problems that students that I work with at a Title One school. It's more emotional. It's more, you know, psychological. They have a lot of different, uh, you know, anxiety is thrown out every day. So a lot of right. times if we right. get down to the root of the problem then we can better serve our communities. So I feel like we got to keep educating. We got to keep spreading knowledge. We got to do more stuff like this. You know, we can get excited about DJs being on Instagram live because, you know, we need that break. But we also, we need that energy, but we also got to get on here and empower one another and just give the knowledge. We got to give knowledge because it's a parent that's up here right now that's re- that really loved what you had to say about structure in the home. No, definitely, man. It, uh, it starts with the home. Um, some, some people may not agree, but I always agree. The way my father raised me, man, the way you go out into the world and act and interact with others is how you was taught in the home, man. Most kids learn lessons from the home. Yeah. If, you can, if they can learn a great from the home, then interacting with others, interacting with um, peers, teachers, whatever they so may be, um, they, they learn that respect factor from the home. So. Yeah. As much as we can continue to build that um, relationship with the home mm-hmm. as teachers, then the relationship with you and that student is going to continue to grow. And you're going to be it's going you're going to be one of those teachers when the student in this in this 20, 30 years looking back of like, saying thank you to one of those yeah. teachers. And those feelings that I look forward to. Yeah. Twenty thirty years from now, one of my students see me like, oh, I remember you such and such. You know what I mean? We had old flashback stories, but I do that to some of the teachers that touch me. You know, That's I good. Do. That's good. We need to hear that, man. Well, again, I appreciate your time. Good brother. You continue to do the great work that you're doing. And hopefully we can do this again, man. I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Have a good one.